This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. From the After Nine Podcast Studios, this, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Hey now! Howdy! How are you? I'm good. We've got a lot to talk about in this episode of After 9, but first, thank you for downloading this podcast. We appreciate it. It's the Leafs season opener tonight. Tonight, Kat, and we are going to talk about Israel and Gaza. We're going to talk about all sorts of other shit, but let's just talk hockey for a second here because the NHL's in the news for a lot of reasons. The Leafs had us all fucking livid. We were angry last was it April or May? Every year. Every year. You know what? You're right. Every year. <laughs> Every year. We end up angry in the spring about this damn hockey team, mm-hmm. which has got, on paper, one of the best lineups in hockey. And at least they made it out of the first round last year. But then they shit the bed in the second round, lost in five games to Florida. Yeah. And we were all, I remember it just like it was yesterday. Trade Marner. Trade <laughs> Nylander. Fire Keith. Get rid of them all. Clean house. And now, none of those things happen, but we did get a new general manager and a couple of little pieces here and there. I don't know if Max Domi was the missing piece that we were missing to separate us from the second round in the Stanley Cup, but we've got him and a few others. We've still got a great goalie. Maybe I'm going to do it again. God, I said I wouldn't do it again, what but I'm going to do say? it again. Be careful. Maybe this is our year. There we go. I'm going to use this. Wednesday, October 11th, guys. Wednesday, October 11th. Remind us to go back to this pod. But then I think, well, nothing really changed from last year. So unless the other teams got worse, then I don't know. I uh, Go Leafs go. How about that? Well, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know what? Go Leafs go. Everybody, everyone's got to hang on to some kind of hope. <laughs> <laughs> this can be it for you. Did you watch Gary Bettman's press conference? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't think that much would come from it. Did anything come from it? Uh, yeah, a decent amount. He's talking about theme nights and, and oh, yeah. So the the NHL is clarifying what players can and cannot do as part of the theme celebrations that are planned by the teams this year. Okay. So we'd heard that last year, the NHL was scrapping the pride jerseys. When it's Pride Night, they used to wear a special Pride-themed jersey during the warm-up, and then they hoped to sell some of those jerseys. It was a marketing thing in a lot of ways. Well, those got gone. The NHL said it was a distraction from the work that their teams were doing in the community. And, and let's not forget how that happened. There was, it started off with just one player who said, you know what? I'm not doing this pride stuff. It's against my uh, religious beliefs or the way he was raised or something right, like that. He right. said he's not doing it. Mm-hmm. And then we'd heard other Russian players were saying things like, yeah, I don't really want to do this pride stuff either, to be honest with you. And and there was concern that they had to get ahead of this, meaning the league, and cancel this stuff before the players basically revolted. And yeah. then we had a completely divided league where half the players didn't want to do it and the other half did want to do it. Now... In the latest move to take even more out of the Pride theme nights, they won't even allow rainbow-colored tape on the sticks for Pride Night. Ah, okay. But they also aren't allowing pink sticks on the Hockey Fights Breast Cancer Night and all that sort of thing. Okay. They just want a regular run-of-the-mill experience 
from hockey like we're used to with no outside interventions or props or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's uh, sometimes I think that's fine and for the best because it, it creates a lot of fights. It creates a lot of fights internally. It causes issues. Sometimes it's best to just let hockey be hockey. You know what I mean? And let basketball be basketball and football be football. And and, and most definitely, you can support your own causes as, as an individual player, right? That's still You're still free to do that. And, you're and- free to be the face and the ambassador of any which organization or belief you stand behind. Absolutely. But maybe it's best to stay out of the game. That's what I've always figured. It has zero to do with personal beliefs, religion. It's anything specific, really. But... I, I think it's it's best just just for creating the fights surrounding it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was turning into a, a distraction, no doubt, because there were some fans who were saying, hey, listen, I don't like this stuff in my hockey. I just want you guys to play sports and leave the other stuff out of the sport. And I know that there's some people, maybe even members of the LGBT, 2S LGBTQ+, there's an I in there now too, I think, uh, that think that this is uh, regression, that we're actually losing progress on the fight for equality. I, I'm really not sure that that's what it is. I, I think the NHL is probably at least half right when they say it is a distraction and it's causing a divide amongst the league. So they just aren't going to participate in that stuff. But yeah, you're absolutely right. They did tell players, you're welcome to do whatever you want off the ice. If you want to... Uh, uh, support the the pride community, by all means, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. You want to go to rallies or whatever, That's fine. That's exactly it, right? And you can. But it's off the ice is what the NHL yeah. is saying. I don't think you need to bring anything else into whatever the sport is. Let's just leave it at that. I've always thought that, though. No matter the cause. Like, and I know that sucks because in some cases, sure, money could be made or, or um, needed. I don't know. Eyes will be on it or maybe it'll change for... I, I get all those things, but... Again, it just causes fights. And I think that if we can do away with causing more fights and stress for the players for the and for the people in the crowd, like for everybody, then it's probably for the best. Do you want to hear a little bit of Gary Bettman talking about it? <laughs> yeah, let me hear that, Gary. Citing religious and cultural objections. That's just become um, more of a distraction from really the essence of what the purpose of these nights are. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, sure. I, I can totally see it. Yeah. I'm not involved in it. I have no experience with pro hockey teams, but uh, I, I can imagine that it would have created a bit of a divide in some of the dressing rooms, yeah. and that's something they don't want either. So that's the policy. No rainbow tape, no special pride jerseys this year. Teams will still do pride nights. In fact, I, I, at least one of the teams has got one coming up next week, but uh, it will not happen on a league level and, and no special add-ons there. Uh, let's see here. The RCMP has opened up a criminal investigation into Ontario's decision to open up the Greenbelt cat. <laughs> you know what I find most fascinating about this story is the... <laughs> well, here we I, go. <laughs> again, let me go back to my point from, from almost a year ago now. None of this would happen if Doug would have just kept his promise not to open the green belt. Yeah. And he did it and and he stood firm on it. He was like, I'm I'm fuck it, I'm doing it. And then he changed his mind and said, I'm not doing it, and I'm really sorry I even tried in the first place. And he said he would put the money back or the land back in the green belt, which as far as I know is now done or at least in process, but did anything illegal or criminal happened during the process when the green belt was open. That's the point of the investigation. The Mounties say their sensitive and international investigations unit is leading the probe. Mm. 
They have a sensitive and international investigations unit? Now you know. International, I totally understand. What are the sensitive investigations, and what else does that unit investigate? Doesn't that seem a little fishy that our national police force has a sensitive investigations? Like, is that the department they'd call in if, I don't know, Trudeau went out for a drive and ran somebody over or something like that? We got to keep it sensitive and and, and not leak out information. So your thought is sensitive equals top secret? Secret or at least not public facing. That's what I get from sensitive investigations. By the way, I have no reason to think that Trudeau went for a drive and ran anybody over. That was just an example. But Premier Ford, his office maintains nothing criminal happened here, and they say they will fully cooperate with the investigation. I, I think that there's a good possibility that nothing criminal happened here. I said that months ago, and I, I still think it's true. Nothing criminal happened here. I believe that Doug Ford thinks nothing criminal happened here, probably because Doug Ford didn't really do anything criminal. But what about that staffer, the one that resigned, the one that may have had really close ties to some of the developers and may even have tipped them off about it or may even have opened up land that he knew they owned? That's the sort of stuff they've got to investigate here. And yeah, and hopefully they are. They are, yeah. Yeah. The sensitive and international investigations unit is looking into it. Sensitive ones. (laughs) We have no timeline, though, for when this is going to be resolved. We don't know what they're investigating. It's a little... A little... uh, Vague? Vague at this point. I kind of wish we had a little more information. I'd just like to know. Hey, what are you guys up to? What's this investigation about? What is the theory here that you guys are investigating? I think that's all worthwhile information. They're probably not going to say anything during the investigation, but they could at least give us a timeline of, yeah, by the end of the month, we're probably going to have some preliminary results. Or we anticipate laying charges or clearing the case by Friday. Something like that. Mm. That would be helpful. Have you been following any of the nonstop coverage of what's going on in Israel and Gaza? I mean, kind of. I, I'm, it's one of those things for me where I, I don't want to see, th- you know what I mean? Like, I know it's, it's naive, I suppose, or I don't know what it is. Categorize it as whatever you want, but I don't like the thought of stumbling upon images that I, I can't unsee. I've been down that road before. I'm just, it's terrible though. Yeah. Let me see if I can say this the way in my head it sounds. I, I find this really, really weird because since the initial terrorist attack on Saturday, and then when the response began on Sunday, when Israel declared war on, on Hamas in Gaza, we have seen an unprecedented amount of video on social media. We have seen everything from kidnappings to actual murders. We have seen armed forces breaching walls. We've seen missiles landing in real time. It is crazy how close to a war we can get through X and Instagram and TikTok and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Not even talking about the ones that they use over there, those social media platforms that are loaded with 10 times more video, all of it disturbing and hard to watch. You know what I don't understand though? And maybe this is rhetorical even. In 18 months, why have we never seen any of that from Ukraine? Within 24 hours of what happened in Israel and Gaza, we had half the world's media there. We are getting real on the ground, actual gunfights caught on camera. People are more afraid of Russia? Well, there's been a war happening between Russia and Ukraine now for 18 months. 
We've never seen anything like the footage that's coming out of Israel and Gaza. And it kind of makes me wonder, what the fuck is going on over there? We sent a hell of a lot of money and a lot of weapons over there. And I, you know, I mean, all indications are that there's a, a raging war, just like the one in Israel and Gaza. But we never see anything about the war in Ukraine. Yeah. It's a strange thing to me, and I'm not exactly sure why that is. But either way, uh, Canada is now going to dispatch the military. We're late on this one, guys. Most other countries have already mm -hmm. sent planes. Uh, so within the next couple of days, the Canadian Armed Forces are going to be sending planes, but they're only going to Tel Aviv. That's uh, further north of Gaza. Not nearly as close as, say, Jerusalem is to Gaza. If you're not in the northern end of Israel... You might have one hell of a time trying to get to Tel Aviv to even get on one of these planes for us to evacuate you out of there. It's, uh, they say they're going to come up with a plan for people that are in southern Israel, but I don't know how long that's going to take. And there's a lot of people that want out of there. Apparently, some MPs are getting like 100 calls a day from people that are like, get me the hell out of here. Mm -hmm. and, and we're just now getting off the ground with this, literally. They say there's 150 soldiers and civilians that are being held hostage over there. The U.S. has now sent an aircraft carrier battle group to the region. They say they're there in case any of the other countries in the region get a bad idea to try and involve themselves in this. Mm. They're going to take care of them. I feel like we are just teetering on the brink of a full-blown world war. Yeah. It seems like it. And, you know, I mean, I, I appreciate the coverage. I appreciate knowing what's going on and being able to see it in real time, but... God damn it! Is it ever scary, cat? It's very scary. Well, that's what I mean when I like it's it, it's hard to it's hard to watch. It's hard to see unfold, even if it's through your phone. So I can't imagine living it. Like I can't imagine it. Uh, companies in the legal cannabis market struggling to make money right now. Cat, the new hmm. uh, a new report is out, and it's a required report. They have to do it regularly on the legislation that paved the way for us to have legalized recreational marijuana in this country. Well, retailers have a big part in making up that report. They say taxes, fees, and regulatory costs are the barriers to them being viable. Once they, they deal with all the costs and hoops they've got to jump through to be regulated properly, like, hey, here's this latest batch that we grew. Here's half of it to test it. Whatever, go ahead. Uh, ship it off to Calgary or wherever it goes to get tested. Once they go through all that process, once they pay the taxes on it, once they uh, pay all the fees that they have to have, plus they pay their rent for their actual building, right. there's almost nothing left to create a markup, and the markup would be their profit. If they mark it up too much, mm -hmm. people say, fuck it, and they start going to other places, or they go back to the black market. Did the people who start these cannabis shops... No, I would love to hear from them because I would love to know if they realized how much money was involved in, in this. That seems, I mean, understandably, when you ever you're doing something that's regulated by the government like that, it's, it's going to come with cost and extra cost, I, I, I suppose, can, compared to like someone who's just trying to sell, I don't know, like just as a donut shop, you know what I mean? But this is, uh, it, I also noticed though, the cities that are allowed to have them, because I know some still don't for some god forsaken reason archaic there's a lot of them like i occasionally if anything edibles i don't smoke anything but occasionally edibles okay don't mind cbd or thc whatever depends i can't possibly 
do my best to, uh, like, I, I don't do it often enough to go try to s- spread around my money to all the stores. There's so many of them. There's one in every corner in some cases, honestly. So I, I think that also there's a lot of competition for them, and that doesn't help either. Um, I mean, I think that's right? one of the things that's keeping prices lower for us. I, I'll, I'll give them a plug. I go to um, a combination of Value Buds and Canna, Canna Kimba- Cabana, Canna Cabana, is that what it's called? I don't know. Big red logo. They've got a couple of different locations. Okay. Great spot. Anyway, I found them to be cheaper than most places. There's another one that's even closer to my place, but it doesn't have any sort of discount in the name or anything, and their prices do seem to be higher. So maybe a couple of chains are keeping the price low for us, but everybody points out that they're going to hit a breaking point where if the taxes don't ease up, if the fees don't ease up, if it doesn't start costing less to comply with the regulations, then they're going to have to raise money or raise their, their prices, which will drive the black market even more, or they're just going to go out of business. And we yeah. don't want all these people yeah. going out of business. There's a lot of people employed by the cannabis industry. Yeah, of course we don't want that. You never want to see a business go under. It's not good. Why don't they then, if the goal, if part of the goal in all of this was to take the criminal element out of marijuana? I still think it was a great idea. Initially, we were talking about decriminalization. Trudeau got elected and said, nope, it's going to be legalization. Great. Okay, good. There's a, a, a lot less people in the court system and in jail because they smoked a joint. Good. That's the way it should be. We don't want people in jail for that. But they also wanted to combat the black market. They wanted to stop the supply of money to drug dealers. So at what point does the government say, okay, we wanted to stop the supply of drugs to the black market. The best way to do that is we've made it very accessible and very convenient to get cannabis, but now the price is still too high. So let's slash the taxes. Let's cut some of the fees. Mm -hmm. Let's do whatever we have to do so that these retailers can still make a profit but still come in under the black market and and still choke off the supply to the black market. I don't understand what we're doing here. Why are the taxes and stuff such a burden to these business owners? Yeah. And why did we license so many of them? Yeah, well, that was that's the other thing, right? Maybe maybe it should have been restricted because now it's too late. It's not like you can be like, okay, take backsies. You have to shut down a bunch of stores. You can't pick and choose who that is. But I, I do feel for those business owners that are struggling. I do. The other option, if they really want to make sure that the cannabis industry remains viable is they could allow them to start selling more than just cannabis. What do you want them to sell? Like anything? Like Alcohol, what do you mean? Cigarettes? Oh, yeah, but they fall under different categories, which is the fucked up part. Which is totally fucked up. I know, up. they can't do that because it's it riddle me this. You can walk by a glamorized beautiful display of champagne bottles and crystal at the LCBO full of windows and kids can come but you got to close everything up at the cannabis stores. Nobody can even see through a window there. And guff, you can't bring your kids near there. So it's it's two different industries, and that's why. But I don't and understand I don't, why. No, I don't know either. I think that it needs to be looked at, and I don't even know if they care to look at it. Hmm. We will uh, – oh, and by the way, the other thing that came out of this review of the legislation is public health experts want to make the situation even worse. They want stricter age limits on who can possess and buy cannabis. They're thinking 21 instead of 19. That it, wouldn't help. That will do right? exactly the opposite of <laughs> the intended help. consequence. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. No, it's ridiculous. 21, come on. Haven't we learned anything at this point? Do you people even know people anymore? Not to mention, whenever you say public health, people instantly get a little, 
lately because of the whole COVID fiasco. So no, they don't want to listen to public health. Those wet blankets. And if you tell a bunch of 19-year-olds that have been smoking pot legally now for a while, oh, and by the way, we're raising the age to 21, they're going to tell you to go get you-know-what. Yeah. They're not going to put up with that. And if they want it, they'll get it. Mm -hmm. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Let's do something a bit of a... It's a bit of a mind fuck, to be honest with you. <laughs> Melvin. I love a good mind fuck, I though. know you do. We touched on this briefly today on our radio show. Melvin Vopson is an associate professor of physics at the University of Portsmouth. He claims all of us may be characters in an advanced virtual world. He said the physical behavior of information in our universe resembles the process of a computer deleting or compressing code, a clue that perhaps the machines hope we don't notice. Bobson has already warned of an impending information catastrophe when we run out of energy to sustain huge amounts of digital information. Here's the quote. My studies point to a bizarre and interesting possibility that we don't live in an objective reality in that the entire universe might be just a super advanced virtual reality simulation. We may not be real. Mm-hmm. We may be living in a a human version of the Sims. A simulation. I it's it's something that when when um and it's usually pop culture driven, right? When you see a movie or like the Terminator or something like that, there's always been these moments in our life where we're like, whoa, imagine we were living in the Matrix. There's another good example of that, right? Imagine. And now there's people actually giving up some of their lives in order to study and figure out if that's the case. Some who believe it and some who say that they figured out some things. Uh, one thing I will be honest about is that I watched when I watched the Mandela effect, that's when I went something's fucky with that though. Mm-hmm. Now you haven't seen the Mandela effect. No, but if you could, ex- do you understand what it is? No. Do you know what it is and why it's called the Mandela effect? Not fully. No. Okay. So th- the theory goes that essentially we are programmed. Yes, we are part of a simulation. And at one point in time, not specified, it was reset. When it was reset, the reality that we thought was there was no longer true. And there are several small but interesting examples of that that a lot of people have in common. Mandela is what it's named after. That's Nelson one of Mandela? the most common. Mm-hmm. Okay. When and where did Mandela die? Do you know? I don't remember. Do you have any idea, any inkling, any indication, any thought? Well, after any memory? he ended apartheid, he uh, was free for a while. I don't know where he died or when. Okay, so it starts 
with this because people believe that they remember him dying in prison in the in the 80s. Oh. Okay, so that's some people do. Okay. It was actually 2013, much more recently. Looney Tunes. How do you spell tunes in Looney Tunes? T-O-O-N-E-S? T-O-O-N-S maybe is what you were thinking? Yeah, maybe, yeah. No, it's T-U-N-E-S. And everyone thought, no, when I was growing up, I swear to God, it was tunes. T-O-O. It's not. It's T-U-N-E-S. Well, when did that change? Thank you. This is what it's part of the reset. But it's never they claim they say it's never changed. The monopoly Bullshit, it's never changed. It de- definitely had two O's. It Used didn't. That this is what I'm talking about. I I hear you. You know the books growing up when you watched with the bears. The bears, the cartoon bears, it's a family. The Berenstain Bears? The Baron what? The Berenstain Bears? Okay, so you say Berenstain. Most people believe remember to be Berenstein. Oh. Okay, so that was not one for you. That's fine, because some are some register with people, some don't. The Monopoly guy, the main guy. Yeah. What is he? What is he wearing? What is he doing? What's his face look like? He's got a top hat and a round face and a mustache. Nothing else. He's got a monocle in his he eye. He doesn't. See, isn't that fucked up? He's never had a monocle. Every, He's always had a monocle. I s- look it up. He's never had a fucking monocle. But everyone remembers him too. Why is that? Look it up. You can go way back to the beginning of Monopoly. He's never had a fucking monocle. Isn't that fucked up? But this is what it, this is it. So explain this to me. Where's all this going then? Because now you've got me thinking. Can I give you a couple more examples just oh, real yeah, quick? Because yeah, totally. I know people following along might, may or may not be in, in this. Let me give a few more examples. Curious George. Okay. Does he have a tail? When you picture Curious George, like, oh. I don't know if you read Curious George. Yeah, I think he's got a tail. Never had a tail. He's never had a tail. A monkey with no tail. Yeah. People huh. remember him with a tail. I do remember They him actually with a tail. remember having toys and, and stuffies of Curious George with a tail. It's prominent, by the way, in the this Mandela Effect movie. Great movie. The other thing is Febreze. Can you spell Febreze? F-E-B-R-E-E-Z-E. Febreze. F-E-B-R-E-Z-E. What? Yeah. There's two E's. Yeah. You might use it every day, but you thought it was Febreze with two E's. It's not. It was part of the reset. I'm telling you. I swear to God. Can I, I have to give a few more here. Okay, go for it. Uh, there's, there's a few that are like company ones. And I don't know if you pay that much attention to Oscar Mayer. If you care to, do you want me to, I'll, I'll give you a few examples. You tell me whether you want in or not. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oscar Mayer. The uh, Does it do anything for you? Uh, yeah. Sure, sure. Why not? Oscar Mayer. How's it, how do you spell Mayer? M-Y-E-R. M-A-Y-E-R. Oh, maybe. Oh. Okay. Oh. That one to me like is not as big a deal. Like some of these companies, some of these ones, I'm like, I never even thought about it. Fruit Loops, okay? Yeah. How do you spell fruit? F-R-U-I-T. It's F-R-O-O-T. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. is it's always been. Lie. It's always been. No, it... No. Uh, this is part of the Mandela effect. Now don't you believe it? The, the one that got me is like the Monopoly monocle one. I swear to God he had a monocle. He did. I swear to God, he doesn't. Like I said, look it up. He doesn't. People remember Pikachu's tail looking differently. Like, I don't know if you were that into Pokemon, but this is another one that gets people. They clearly remember a black detail on his tail. Doesn't have it. He actually doesn't have it. Is there a hyphen in Kit Kat? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you do know that one. You like your Kit Kats. That's good. Yeah, the Fruit of the Loom logo. I mean, uh, Cheez-Its, Double Stuffed Oreos, uh, the Mona Lisa, C-3PO. There's so many 
small examples. Let me just do one last one because this one got me too. Flintstones. Yeah. I used to watch it all the time. Spell Flintstones. F-L-I-N-T. Okay. Stones. S-T-O-N-E-S. Yeah. People remember it being Flintstones. Without a T? Yeah. That's bullshit. Not that is fucking lie. Okay, so that one you don't what like. What are you doing to me here? Don't you fuck yeah, with me, Yeah, th- listen. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> and also, the other one that they give a good example of is um, just phrases that you remember from movies. Like, Luke, I am your father, which he never actually says. Or um, life is like a box of chocolate. Wait, wait, another one. What too. do you mean he never says it? He, does he doesn't say, it. say that exactly. Oh. Yeah, that's one of the examples in here. Um, he said, and this is this fucked me up. Life is like a box of chocolates, right? Yeah. It's not. Life was like a box of chocolates. No, it was I not. I swear, the guy fucking, I'm telling you. So what does all this mean then? Because I'm trying to wrap re- my mind around that, it. Okay, here's the theory, guys. The main thing is, the Mandela effect, is the theory is there was a reset. We were in a simulation and there was a, whoever is controlling it, there was a reset at one point in time and we don't, we can't pinpoint when, but we know that we had these memories. These are glitches in the reset. Things that didn't fully actually reset the way that they were supposed to is the theory, guys. I don't want to sound like the crazy person. It's part of the Mandela effect theory is that something happened because a lot of our childhood memories are turning out to be not what we thought. And what is for some isn't for others. So did we reset differently when there was a reset? Or did the product reset differently? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't that fuck you up? Okay, so where would this be coming from then? Is there some alien overlords out there that are controlling us? Are are we like a, a, a bonus upgrade in some alien kid on Saturn's video game or... Now you're asking too many questions. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. There's a Take it a step further, and there's a number of different other theories that you could go with. I don't know. All I know is that the ones that impact me, that I go, I swear to God, it was like that, and it's not. That's the messy part. When would this reset have taken place? That's the thing that's also unknown. Wow. Or does it, is it a constant reset? So basically what this guy is saying is that... Um, Let me see if I can sum it up properly here. He's saying that this is all a giant simulation and we are basically characters in this simulation. Either we have our own independent thoughts and things like that and we're just acting it out, i.e. we were created and whoever created us is just letting us fuck around for a while or that we're actually being controlled. The other theory that I've heard that also works with what this guy is saying is that there are many, many, many dimensions to the current universe. And uh. just because you are not in, uh, maybe this dimension, like you and I are sitting right here across the table from each other right now, this is the dimension that we're in now. But maybe when you die, maybe when something tragic happens, maybe when your mind goes into its subconscious, you actually go to another Oh, okay. Parallel yeah. universe where things are similar but different. Yeah, I've heard of this before too. That's also a popular theory about yeah. the afterlife is that after you die, your your body is physically dead, but your spirit moves on to another, not necessarily universe. It could be a parallel universe. It could be a parallel reality where maybe you have some vague memories of your old life. Could that Mandela effect be that we died? The, is the reset death? Or is the reset just like they had to power down yeah. the console or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a movie. And in the movie, essentially, the the console was reset. Somebody, and, it, it powered down. And we're all just characters in in a great big... Basically. But we feel emotion. We're able to 
We feel emotion. Do we all feel of these things. Pain. We develop disease. We we get yeah. healthy again. Yeah. We've got functional immune system and reproductive systems. Like, or do we? Or do we just assume these feelings? Are they real? I am not nearly high enough to have the rest of this conversation. <laughs> I am not. I. It, it's I know, just I so much it. to wrap my it. mind around. Or maybe it's all nonsense. I don't know. I don't know. But but again, that's why people are go out of their way to explain all the little things in the Mandela of, of that, what they call the Mandela effect. Little things that maybe add a little spark to that fire. Do you believe it? No, I'm not there yet in believing it. I'm not there yet. But you've but, seen some pretty compelling evidence. You just gave me a lot of compelling evidence, enough to make me think anyway. Yeah. Um, n- I don't know. There's something to that, but I wonder if it's just the way our brains are wired. There's still so much we don't know about the human brain, and that's the other part of it. Like, for me, we don't know enough about the human brain. People who have studied the brain for their entire lives couldn't tell you everything about the brain. People who have done it for years and years and generations have put together books about it, but we still don't 100% know where everything goes and how it works. 100%. We don't know that. So I also think that the brain can manipulate things a little bit too. It's a complicated thing. I've heard so many theories lately that not only are aliens real, they're walking amongst us. And in some cases, there are leaders, you know, like President Biden could be an alien from another world. Would these be people that are helping to control the simulation that's going on here? Uh, Almost like the guards in Squid Game? That's an absolute theory. People believe that there were people sent here. Elon Musk, a good example. Basically rich and powerful people who are placed here to assist in life going a certain direction. So when someone like Klaus Schwab references the Great Reset, should we take that literally as in there's going to be another reset, but it's going to be like they're going to power down the console over there in Saturn or wherever the fuck the people controlling (laughs) us are? Maybe it is a literal reset. Wow. It's hard to... So many theories, so little time. Octavia, what do you think? Are we real? Are you here? Are we here? I hope so. I mean, I just hope it means something. If it's not... Yeah. Where do we go when we die? What do you think? Oh, I t- you you said it yourself. We don't have enough weed here. <laughs> I could talk about this for hours. I know. I really could. It's funny. I ask my I ask my kid that because they go to Catholic school, right? So they like learning about all kinds of different things. But I said I want to know what you believe in, though. I don't want you to like really just in this world. I want you to just decide for yourself what you think. You don't have to believe one thing or the other. I don't really care. What do you think? And Without even understanding what it was, my daughter, clear as day, decided reincarnation. Like she just said, you know what? I think we come back as someone else or something else. And it's always going to be something that we get to choose. Do you believe that? And I said, that's something called reincarnation. No. No? No, not necessarily. Like not strongly. I have no strong opinions on it. I have no strong thoughts on it. Do you think that you are here on this earth for the very first time? Or is this like your 20th go around, your 50th go around, mm. your 10,000th go around? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think it's the first time, but I don't know. If you're a person now, do you think reincarnation means you come back as a person? Or if you're a shithead, could you come back as, I don't know, a like toilet? A toilet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things that are undesirable yeah, that you could come back as. Sure. No, I mean, I no, I never thought that. That's never been something in my mind. Why? What do you think? What do you think? I don't know. You don't know? I think that there probably is something to it. You know, deja vu. Is a weird thing. Is an extremely weird thing. And there's some deja vus that I've had that I just cannot explain. Because I know I never had that experience, but it felt extremely real to me. And on some level, whether it's in the subconscious, whether it's in the soul, whatever, 
I feel like I've been places that I've never actually been. This is a, a, why I also added that about the brain. Where does that come from in your brain? Have you ever had that deja vu where you know what the person's about to say and then they say it? Like uh, that strong of a deja vu? Well, I'm super smart. So I know a lot of the time what people are going to say. <laughs> no, honestly, say like I've had Fuck deja vu. Octavia, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've had deja vu's that strong where I'm like, we've had this conversation before and you're about to say this and they say it, but then it's gone. Like it's there. And then all of a sudden it leaves me. Octavia's nodding her head. You've had that same thing? Just, yeah, there's it's weird, right? like that or I, you've had dreams maybe or just like I would have this dream the same dream over and over again and it was I don't know what it meant but it was just kind of creepy that it happened Mm -hmm. more than once so I I don't know where that comes from I don't right and and again it goes back to I think the if you want to just be literal about it and you don't believe in any of the reincarnation and, and and any of the theories that we were talking about here even as a human if you believe we're just here and then we die totally fine like my, I think it's my, my dad is pretty hardcore on that. Like he's just dead and you're in the ground and you're gone and everything's gone, right? That's it. Some people are like that, right? Sure, yeah. But still, no matter what you believe in, you have to admit that we haven't figured out everything that's happening in our own brain. Okay, so what about this? Do you believe if there is reincarnation or if you do come back in another way, no matter what, the life we're in now was created by our parents. You are a product of your parents' reproductive system. There's a bond there you have the same dna Mm -hmm. do you think that in having the same dna when you do come back you're still connected to the same group of people just in a different role or a different city a different place a different time maybe maybe some people are magnets that way to each other i think so yes would that be where the term soulmate soulmate comes from yes that's what i was thinking so it doesn't matter at what stage of life or death you're at you will still eventually find a way to connect with your soulmate Mm -hmm. maybe Wow, maybe right so fucking and who's to and how would you know even if it were you're not talking romantic soulmate but just people in your life like sure. how would you know that like your best friend wasn't your brother or sister even in your past life oh my god right i never thought of that or lover which is you know what i mean like any number of things but they constantly those same souls stay around you it's almost like uh it's almost like episodes of Black Mirror sometimes or, or Amer- American Horror Story. What is the one where like it's the same cast every time, but different set of characters? Kind of the same thing. One more. I'm going to scrap everything else I had planned for this pod because I'm too far down the rabbit hole now. So we got to finish this conversation. Yeah, you can't get out of this. Once we're in this, you can't get out. Dogs. Dogs. I look at my dog who I did, did yeah. not come from any part of me. He was bred and great facility in center wellington but thanks for clarifying that (laughs) but cat i look into my dog's eyes and i believe that he has a soul i look into his eyes and i think he knows exactly what's on my mind and it makes me wonder you know maybe even on some level i don't literally wonder hey have i ever met you before charlie i don't think that's the case but now i'm kind of wondering have i met you before soul of a human that's passed that yeah. you know you just feel a connection yeah. especially with your pets and your dogs and mm-hmm. there's got to be a reason that that dog or that cat came into your life when it did isn't that the premise Why? of a dog's purpose too is that the movie that that's about a dog's purpose well you know i don't Similar. watch movies you'd probably i would probably bomb because we've known each other for a million it. years i haven't <laughs> <laughs> yes i do know that about you but i also haven't watched it but it's kind of on purpose because i think that i would ball my eyes out but that's actually i believe the premise i think it's called a dog's purpose is that the one with dennis quaid i think so yeah yeah there's that's what that's about it's the dogs coming back in different forms 
So it's possible that that dog that I have so much love for, that I feel a bond with, even though he's not from my flesh and blood, I look at that dog and feel a connection. And it's possible that that dog was actually someone or something that was very important in my life, but possibly in a previous life. Yeah, maybe. Or in a different reality, a different universe. Yeah, there's people that believe that or just want to believe it. Because there's a difference, right? There's a difference between actually believing it and wanting to believe it. Yeah, I don't know. We can know. all want to believe that this isn't, isn't, death isn't the end. We can all want to believe that, and I'm sure most of us want to believe that. It doesn't mean we do. I mean, it's probably, the, it's definitely the physical end of your body. What happens to the rest mm-hmm. of you after that? I mean, right. who knows? That's the thing. So people that have had like near-death experiences, look at this. I'm opening up another fuck. I'm peeling the That's onion. That's a whole other, yeah, yeah. And those are interesting too. Do you buy them though? I buy it. You buy it? But I think that the near-death experience part of it is is based on your past experience and what you think the afterlife could be. Well, it's a combination of what you think it could be and a combination of where you've been in the past. So if you do have multiple lives where you reincarnate or there's multiple universes and when I, when we die in this universe, we jump to the next universe or whatever, and maybe we're not Scott and Cat in the next one, maybe we're... Tucker and Mora or, or whatever. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. But I, uh, that, that, that makes you bundus Octavia. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that too many people have gone through it where they were technically dead and then came back and too many of them have the exact same experience. They saw the light. They saw the tunnel. And what I'm not sure of, mm-hmm. is that just people have heard enough about what the afterlife is that they just assume that's what's supposed to happen or if they actually experienced it. And if that is a real thing, if they actually are having a true moment, is that you going to another universe? Is that you like peeking your head through the door and saying, nope, not yet, and coming back to this one? What is that? Mm-hmm. Or, or is the brain just not fully shut off? The brain's the last thing to go dark. So does the brain keep functioning for a while after your physical body, like your heart stops, for example, but your brain keeps going for a while? And how long does it go for? Those are things we actually don't know the answer to, right? Go ahead, Octavia, say it. And the brain lives on for about 20 seconds longer than the 20. rest of your yeah. body. So they do say that you have this huge spike in conscience, consciousness, consciousness yeah. right before you die. And they don't know what causes that or what is happening in your mind when that happens. Mm -hmm. But there's got to be a reason that so many people who have had that experience all experience the same thing. Like people that have never met each other, they're from different countries, different eras, different everything. They all say, I saw the light. I went toward the light or I walked away from the light and that's what brought me back here. There's got to be something to it for that many people to agree on it. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, for sure. It's all possible. Well, friends... Have we given you enough to think about today? Did we F your mind up or what? You go home and play this podcast for your significant other. You have a great chat tonight, hopefully with some wine or some edibles, and you let us know what you think of what we just talked about. Yes, please. We got to go. Sorry for going long again. We should just say it's not a 30-minute podcast anymore because it never is. <laughs> I know. We Some days it will be. We'll just put it that way. Some days it will be. This was not the day. Have yourselves a fantastic day, everybody. Be safe because we don't want to see you in that other universe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And go Google it. You never had a monocle. Go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. In honor of the 20th anniversary of the pumpkin spice latte, Starbucks recently collaborated with a fashion brand, to offer a limited edition Team PSL Varsity jacket 
Meanwhile, at Dunkin', they're offering customers a shirt. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro. It's October Prime Day on Amazon. It's exclusively for Prime members, which is everyone in the world. It's uh, not to be confused October Prime Day with uh, multiple other Prime Days. This is a two-day event, and they've, I want to say they got some great deals on some must-have items, like a pickle that yodels, a cat scratcher shaped like a tongue, a banana goose, a piece of plastic pork, and a delicious can of Spam maple flavor. Now, Speaking of, uh, this is fun. Today, Starbucks celebrated the 20th anniversary of the pumpkin spice latte. You know the pumpkin spice latte. It's Starbucks' festive fall drink that comes out every July.